welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. I'm Jill, I'm a registered dietitian and I'm here to smash some binge eating. I hope you're having a good day so far. I'm coming to you with a solo episode today answering one of your most common questions. I have really been enjoying guest interviews lately, as you might have noticed. What did you think of the latest episodes? If you missed them, I had the pleasure of hosting Amy Snelling, who is an amazing PT and non-diet PT, but actually she doesn't like to use that label. Listen for more. Marissa Kai Millick, who is an RD and has a previous history with binge eating. She was a wealth of information. And I interviewed a previous VIP client, Matthew, who volunteered to share his story. And as you can imagine, with anybody sharing their story about binge eating, it was a, a vulnerable, a raw, emotional episode. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I, I would really recommend it. Let me know what you think, by the way. And if there's anybody who you think I should have on the podcast that you're like, Joe, you need to interview this person, you let me know, okay? Email me, joe at antidietanswers.com. And lastly, can I just check, are you receiving my emails? If you are not on my email list, I would really urge you to get on there. I ask for your input on episodes. I share with you what I'm up to, my updates, what I think you will find helpful to help you on your journey towards stopping binge eating. So if you're not on the list, before we dive into today's episode, please make sure to check out the link in the show notes. And when you sign up, you will get a free checklist to have a binge-free week or my top tips to help you to get to your first binge-free week, perhaps. So join the mailing list, you'll get the checklist and you'll receive my regular emails from now on. All right, let's get stuck in. Joe, am I binge eating or am I just overeating? What's the difference? How do I know? Is the treatment same for both? Don't worry, lovely listener. I got you covered. Firstly, I'm going to share with you what's the difference, how do you know if it's overeating or binge eating, and then we'll move into what next steps to take if you find that you are actually an overeater and not a binge eater at all. So let's get into it. Let's talk about binge eating first and foremost. In the very first episode of this podcast, which is almost two years ago now, I specifically highlighted that the exact definition of a binge does not matter as much as you might think that it does. Binge eating and binge eating disorder are both defined in the DSM-5 Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is a kind of encyclopedia of mental health conditions that that's used in the healthcare world. And there is in the DSM-5 a very set group of criteria of what it means to have both a binge and binge eating disorder. I'll get to that criteria in a second. But first, I want to highlight to you, I need to reiterate this, okay? If you don't meet these exact criteria exactly, it's okay. It doesn't mean that what you're experiencing isn't real and certainly doesn't mean that what you're experiencing isn't deserving of help. We are human. We are complicated creatures and we do not fit exactly into set specific criteria. So if you don't meet all of these criteria, but you still think that you struggle with binge eating, that's okay. All right. So as per the DSM-5, an episode of binge eating is eating in a short space of time within 
usually any two hour period, an amount of food that is definitely larger than most people would eat in a similar period of time or under similar circumstances. So eating in a short space of time, an amount of food that is more than most people would eat. Alongside that, there is a sense of lack of control. There is that feeling that you cannot stop and it doesn't stop there. If you are struggling with binge eating, you will feel a sense of distress, a sense of shame, a sense of guilt with the episode. Usually binge eating is associated with three or more of these. Eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not physically hungry, eating alone because of being embarrassed and feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed or very guilty after overeating. So that's the criteria for binge eating. And I want to say in a nutshell, but let's be honest, it's actually pretty complicated. There's a lot of boxes to tick. To recap, it's eating in a short space of time, an amount of food that is larger than most people would eat. There's a sense of lack of control over your eating. You feel distressed afterwards, you have that guilt and that shame, and it's associated with three or more of the following. Eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not physically hungry, eating alone because of being embarrassed and feeling disgusted with oneself. So that's what the books say. But let me let you in on what it's like in reality, if you don't already know. I think this is going to strike a note with you more than just reading the black and white criteria as set out in the DSM-5. As someone who has personally struggled with binge eating, and now I spend my days supporting my clients to beat their own binge eating, let me share with you, and I guess this is anecdotal, this is not what the research says, so I'll just say it like that, but this is how binges are really commonly reported. Binges feel like an outer body experience. You feel zombified. You feel like your rational being, that really smart person who is killing it at their job, who's getting promoted every single year, who has a really great family, who's in a really loving relationship. That person, it feels like when you're binging that that person leaves the building and you have temporarily morphed into some kind of feral animal. It feels like your arms are just reaching out for food without having any kind of say in it. You are quite literally stuffing your mouth with food and you have no control over it. That's the scariest bit. You can't just snap out of it and you can't just pull yourself together and just put that frozen cake frosting back in the freezer. Yep, that is actually my example. I have a very, very vivid memory of binging on chocolate, frozen icing straight from the freezer and just feeling like the worst excuse of a human. I really don't mean to sound flippant right now. I don't mean to sound glib about this. I know how serious this subject is and I am so proud of you for seeking out resources like my podcast to help you. If you have binged, then I think that you would know you have binged. It does feel very, very different to an episode of overeating. So much so that I don't think you'd even need to question it. Binges often only end when the food is actually gone or you are physically sick or maybe you're interrupted. 
It's only then that you realize what has happened. It's only then that you realize what you've done. It's only then that the episode comes to an end. When the food is gone, when you're physically sick or when somebody interrupts you. And that's where that rational being enters the room again. That's where you see the wrappers around you. You see the damage that you've done. And then that's when the shame and the guilt set in. Again, this is anecdotal, but when you have struggled with binge eating for a while, you may have separated you, your rational being, from the binge eater. And when you are living your amazing life and you're being a social butterfly out with your family and friends and enjoying the weekend, or you are having a really great day at work and you've just done an amazing presentation and your boss is just so proud of how hard that you're working. When you're in that zone, you look at the binge eater side of it and you say like, no, that's not me. I don't do that. I'm horrified by the very thought of me doing that. You have completely separated you from your binge eater. Okay, so that's binge eating. Now let's move on to overeating. So I can hear you ask, how does the DSM-5 diagnose overeating? What are their criteria? Long and short answer. There's no definition for overeating. It is not a diagnosable condition like binge eating or binge eating disorder are. There's no criteria. There's no boxes to tick. And that means it's entirely subjective. When it comes to overeating, it's really all down to you and your perception of what overeating is. You and I could eat the very same food. We could be out for a meal together and have the very, very same dish. And you could be deeply worried that you've overeaten. Whereas I am totally fine about that amount of food that I've just eaten. It largely is down to you and what overeating means to you. Is that frustrating? Is that a bit annoying? Would you prefer to have some criteria so you could see if that fits the bill for you a little bit more? I won't leave it there, okay? Thankfully, there is a body of research surrounding overeating and some categories of overeating have been laid out, but these are not diagnosable. Even if you really greatly resonate as being somebody who overeats, there is no diagnosis that you will receive. There is no specific treatment that you will receive. I'll get to that in in a second. So there are some categories of overeating that have been laid out in research. I don't have time to get into these in great detail here. I actually go through these in my Smash Your Binge Eating program, which is linked in the show notes, by the way, because I know that this is a really crucial topic that we need to to cover. But I will give you one type of overeating. One type of overeating is eating more than what society deems to be acceptable interesting, right? Like what does society deem to be acceptable? I'll tell you a little story. Years and years ago, I was on a date, a second date actually, in the lovely city of Galway, Ireland. And we were out for lunch, I believe it was. It was around around lunchtime. And my date said that he was absolutely ravenous. He said his stomach was eating his, itself. He was that hungry. So he ordered from the waitress two main courses. I'll be completely honest. This is way before Joe, the binge eating dietitian, okay? I was a little bit taken aback. I was a bit surprised. I was like, okay, this lad is a little bit baldy. But more interesting than my reaction was the reaction of the waitress. So she actually said to him, 
I don't think you should order two main courses because you will be too full. And now I look back on that and I think, wow, that was really not an okay response. If the man wanted to order two main courses, let him order two main courses. But this is a good example of how overeating is eating more than what society deems to be acceptable. And going to a restaurant and ordering two main courses could be a good example of that. So again, to recap, binge eating has some really specific criteria, whereas overeating does not. It is pretty subjective. There are some categories that you, you know, you might identify more with some than others, but for the most part it is subjective and you and I could go out for a meal and have the same dish and you could be greatly concerned that you've overeaten, whereas I would just be happy with that portion and, and maybe even order seconds. So what about the treatments? Well, first and foremost, if you are struggling with binge eating, we have to resolve the binges. We have to get you into a place of being in recovery. That doesn't mean never binging again. Recovery, sadly, is not like that. What tends to happen is the gaps between binges become longer and longer. And one day you will wake up, hey, I don't remember when the last time I binged was. If you are struggling with binge eating, we have to get on top of those out of control outer body experiences, that feral animal experience. And that's our first goal. That's our first goal. Reduce the binges, work towards getting you to a place of recovery. After that, if you still identify as overeating, and that does happen in many cases, that you shift from binge eating into overeating. It's like a step down. We take an individualized approach. Usually overcoming overeating is also rooted in identifying triggers, perhaps some problematic scenarios or problematic people that are triggering for you. Adjusting your expectations is an important part of overcoming overeating. For example, is it overeating if you have a very strict goal for calorie intake for the day and you surpass that goal by a couple of hundred calories? Is that overeating? We have to do some work on that. If binge eating isn't a problem for you and after listening to today's episode, you're like, Actually, Joe, no, I don't struggle with binge eating. I think I'm more of an overeater. Firstly, I'm pleased for you that you don't struggle with binge eating. I wouldn't wish, wish it on my first enemy. But if you can say, I'm not a binge eater, I'm more of an overeater, maybe now is a good opportunity to turn your attention to reconnecting with that inner expert, that inner intuitive eater, which is inside you. When you struggle with binge eating, I don't recommend intuitive eating straight away. With any eating disorder, I don't recommend intuitive eating straight away. But if you're certain that you are not struggling with an eating disorder and actually it's more of an overeating type of behavior that you're, you're experiencing, then intuitive eating can be a really good option for you. And thankfully in 2022, intuitive eating is an evidence-based concept. There are hundreds of studies on it at this point. There's amazing books, podcasts, Instagram accounts that I would love for you to start to engage with now. There are some treatments that I would not recommend for either overeating or binge eating. And that involves any kind of plan, any kind of diet, any kind of regime, whatever you want to call it, anything that involves rules. I don't recommend any rules for you, even if you say, I'm not a binge eater. I'm an overeater. You don't need more rules. I also don't recommend Overeaters Anonymous for that very reason. 
Over 80s Anonymous has a very strict set of rules. And I'm highlighting OA in particular because of the name. You might think, I'm an overeater, therefore I need Overeaters Anonymous. Sadly, OA is heavily based on rules and you don't need more rules. You need more trust. And that's why I'm urging you to reconnect with your inner expert, regain trust with them, get to know them again. Your intuitive eater is inside you. You don't need more rules. You need more trust. All right. And that brings me to the end of today's episode. What did you think? Was it helpful for you to clarify the difference between the two? Do you feel a bit clearer now? As always, let me know your story. Please email me, joe at antidietanswers.com with any feedback or follow-up on today's episode. I would really love to hear your story. Don't forget to sign up to my mailing list and you'll get that free checklist to have your first binge-free week. Or if you are ready to work with me, please check out my Smash Your Binge Eating program or my VIP client program. I'll link both in the show notes too. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Until then, please take care of yourself. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship.